Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Good morning. Let's get some sharing going on here. Choose this. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Just doing a little sharing here. We're always changing stuff. Let me put it on the page a minute or two. Look at that. Alrighty. Good morning. Alright, I think I did all my sharing. Alright, good morning, good morning, good morning. It is 10:30. And we're gonna get started. Giving it a moment to make sure it's shared out. Do a little inviting of my friends. Second. I'm ready. Get started. All right, so good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm going to get started. Pull up my information. So I want to welcome you to our Mount Movers Prayer. Good morning, uh, Prophetess. Thank you for joining me. Um, I am Apostle Dr. Jewel Williams. I am one of the pastors of Abundant Life Worship Center here in Chicago. Uh, we meet at Sundays at 9 a.m. for prayer and 9.30 for morning service. So, And we're at 7701 South Exchange in Chicago. Uh, so join us this month. Uh, we go into, into October. It is Women's Month, and the theme for the month is Push. It's time to give birth. So this Sunday, I will be leading off bringing the words. Um, and so it's going to be interesting uh, the way the Lord has given me a slant on that one. And so... Uh, you can join us at, at 9.30 either live or you in person, or you can join us on our Facebook page. So today I want to finish up the lesson that we've been doing all month about the Alone Time, the Alone Time series. Um, and so this installment is called Alone with Jesus. 
So let me share a few quotes that set the tone for what I'm going to share to you today. And this one really, I mean, this blessed me. So I'm praying that it blesses you. So from the book, The Principle of Power, and excuse me, the from the book, The Principle and Power of Kingdom Citizenship by Dr. Miles Moreau says this. He writes, you cannot see the kingdom of God you must experience it. Let me say that again. You cannot see the kingdom of God. You must experience it. He goes on to say the king is the center of the kingdom. He is the heart of it. People have to obey a king because he is sovereign. You do not argue with him or do you, you do not get to vote him out of office. Amen. So we have been talking all month about this a long time and how God reveals the mystery when we come away in prayer. We've talked about how he shows us ourselves in the alone times in the mirror. And from that alone time, he shows us how he desires to restructure our lives. But none of this can happen without our willingness to go away with Jesus. See, it is in that alone time that he teaches us how to be kingdom citizens. Good morning. Great you made it in, Tanya. Uh, he teaches us how to be kingdom citizens, right? Uh, we learn how to obey. We learn how to be transformed. We learn how to be submitted all to the process of him having lordship over our lives. Amen. And so I, I want to start and we talk about this being alone with Jesus. I want to start from the Old Testament because I want to build something here. Uh, and it just blessed me. Y'all know you know, if you like me, you know how you spend time with God and his word and then he will show you different things and you say, whoa, I, I didn't I hadn't seen that before. And so that's how I love when he does me that way. So I want to start in Old Testament. I'm reading from Exodus three verses one through three. And this is what I'm reading from the New Living Translation. This is what the scripture says. It says one day Moses was tending the flock of his father in law, Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go see it. So what is it that the, I believe the Lord is wanting to show us as we talking about this alone time in Jesus? And the first thing that we see in this scripture is that the encounter, there was an encounter. See, Moses had this encounter. Moses saw, he saw the burning bush and was intrigued by it. It caught his attention when he saw the burning bush. He decided to go and investigate it closer. Remember the quote I, I said earlier by Dr. Monroe, the kingdom isn't based on what you see, but what you experience. But this is the way that God first draws us is by allowing us to see it. So, yet that's not where he wants us to stay. Come on, work with me. Come with me. See, the encounter with, 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 with God draws us. And when we come to inquire, we are then given instructions. Moses, Moses came closer because of what he saw. And so he got a chance to kind of see or get that initial drawing to the kingdom. But God just doesn't want us to stay with what we see. He wants us to go deeper. And so when Moses came closer, this is when then God, he, when he came closer, he was intrigued. When he came closer, it gave God the opportunity to offer him more. And if you know the story, Moses tried to give all of the excuses for why he didn't and why he couldn't. You know, I stutter. I don't. I can't do this. I can't. He gave all of these excuses so much so that the scriptures say that God became angry with Moses. But Moses, in spite of his initial fears and hesitations, he accepted the assignment. He went forth and did what God told him to do. And so it's this first initial step that God calls us. He allows us to see. And so he wants us to move. So what then is the message that God wants us to have, even from this very first piece of scripture? Well, you, you asked, well, thank you. So I'm going to tell you. The message is, first of all, let, let, me, let me share this quote that I heard 
reading as I as I was reading um, this piece of scripture, I, I was reminded from the book of Reaching Out by Henry Nowen, and he writes, "As long as we are trying to run away from our loneliness, we are constantly looking for distractions with the inevitable. I mean, with the inexhaustible need to be entertained and kept busy." Let me read that again. Nowen in his book Reaching Out says, "As long as we're trying to run away from our loneliness." Or put in anything, our loneliness, our, our lack, our, our, our own self-doubt. As long as we're trying to run away from that, we're constantly looking to see something, to be distracted. So that that inex inexhaustible need of that loneliness or that rejection, it needs to be entertained and kept busy. So this is what I heard as I read that piece of scripture. The encounter with the presence, let me show it to you. This is what I heard, excuse me. What I heard then was the encounter with the presence is good, but it was never meant to be a dwelling place. So I asked the Lord, what, what do you mean? The Lord said, many of my children have become comfortable searching and constantly looking for burning bush experiences. Let me say that again. God said, too many of us have become comfortable searching and constantly looking for that burning bush experience. Why is that bad? Well, God said the burning, the bush was burning, not Moses. See where I'm going? He said the bush was burning, but not Moses. In other words, when we run from convention to convention, from event to event to see the burning bushes, we leave intrigued, we even leave excited, but we rarely become the one on fire because many times we refuse to take what we learned or experienced in these encounters to a deeper level. So what does that look like if we move from seeing to being? So let me tell you, let me, let me, let me just say that one more time. See, what happens is if we are too busy um, being comfortable with just trying to feel that need to see, we don't put ourselves in the position to become the one that is the, the glory carrier. Uh, and there's something that we're going to need to do. So let me keep moving. I'm going to read a few pieces of scripture and then I'm going to give you what the lesson was from that today. So first of all, I'm reading Exodus 24 verses 1 through 3. And it says, then the Lord instructed Moses, come up here to me and bring along Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, and 70 of Israel's elders. All of you must worship from a distance. Only Moses is allowed to come near to the Lord. The others can't, cannot come near and none of the other people allowed to climb up the mountain with him. Then Moses went down to the people and repeated all the instructions and regulations of the Lord that the Lord had given him. All the people answered with one voice, we will do everything the Lord has commanded. Now I'm jumping to Exodus 34, 1 through 11. This is after, you know, Moses had come up, spent time, got the word and took it back down. And the people was having them a, a, a orgy fest, a, 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 you know, a, 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 a just totally threw everything out. They was like, oh, he's been too long. So we're going to do something else. So this is when Moses goes back. He said, then the Lord told Moses, chisel out two stone tablets like the first ones. I will write on them the same words that were on the tablets you smashed. Be ready in the morning to climb up Mount Sinai and present yourself to me on the top of the mountain. No one else may come with you. In fact, no one is even to appear anywhere on the mountain. Do not even let the flocks or the, er, er, or the herds graze near the mountain. So Moses chiseled out two tablets of stone like the first ones. Early in the morning, he climbed Mount Sinai as the Lord had commanded him, and he carried the two stone tablets in his hands. Then the Lord came down in a cloud and stood there with him, and he called out his own name. God called out his own name, Yahweh. The Lord passed in front of Moses, calling out Yahweh the Lord, the Lord of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I lavish unfailing love to the thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin, but I do not excuse the guilty. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children and grandchildren. The entire family is affected, even children of the third or fourth generation. Moses immediately threw himself to the ground and worshiped. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
a laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And he said, oh, Lord, if it is true that I have found favor with you, then please travel with us. Yes, this is a stubborn and rebellious people, but please forgive our iniquity and our sins. Claim us for your own special possession. The Lord replied, listen, I am making a covenant with you in the presence of all of your people. I will perform miracles that have never been performed anywhere in the earth and in any nation. And all the people around you will see the power of the Lord, the awesome power I will display for you. But listen carefully to everything I command you today. Then I will go ahead of you and drive out the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hevites, and the Jebusites. Last scripture. I know it's a lot, but I'm, I'm going somewhere. Exodus 34, 29 and 30 said, when Moses came down from Mount Sinai, carrying the two-tone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant. He wasn't aware that his face had become radiant because he had spoken to the Lord. So when Aaron and the people of Israel saw the radiance on Moses' face, they were afraid to come near to him. Come on, somebody. Let me tell you what happens when we go into that alone time with God. The alone time moves us from the encounter to kingdom citizenship. See, when you and I go along with God, we move away from just this inquiry. We move away from this place where we are running after the burning bush experiences. Uh, yes, it was great that we were drawn, but God never wanted he, us to stay there. He called Moses to come up. He said, come up to me. And so it was God's call to Moses to come up to him that changed this burning bush encounter from an outward burning to something that was an inward one. When we see what that, that when we see that when Moses took the time to go up to the Lord, his continence changed. He met face to face with God. Therefore, his face now had the residue of the meeting upon him. Uh, the glory of the Lord was upon him so much so, so it said the people were afraid. See, our alone time makes a difference. It changes who we are. This still Old Testament. I, I'm, I'm, I, I got one. I want, I, want, I want to show you where we going. I want to show you. See, Moses, though, if we read the scripture, Moses was the only one that had this opportunity because in all the scripture, it was like, no, Moses, you alone. In the first one, he allowed the first set and the, the elders and stuff to come to a certain level. But Moses was the only one allowed to come into that alone time with God. Oh, but I'm going to show you how this done shifted for us. But I just want to let me. Stay here for just a moment. So the alone time it helps us to move from just these encounters to being in a place of kingdom citizenship. What else the alone time does is it releases kingdom instructions. I can't get kingdom instructions. You can't get kingdom instructions until we're willing to go up. So when Moses went up, God gave him instructions on how to lead the people. He gave him his law. He gave him his covenant. God told him also, do what I command you to do. At the encounter, he only got the instructions to go. But a long time releases the word and the kingdom instructions. See, you and I can have this time just like Moses when he first had the encounter with the bush. His instruction, he got the overall prophetic message, if you will, that something was about to take place in his life. But he got the instructions to go. He did not get the further instructions, the law, the commands and how to lead what until he went up. And so Moses had to be willing to walk up the mountain to go get the instructions. See, he ain't got no car. These weren't paved roads. Um, we don't know what the terrain was like to get there. Uh, we had He had to be willing to do the walk up. He had to be willing to do the climb up. We have to be willing to do the climb up to get into that alone time with God. Now, you might be saying, okay, that's not Jesus. And, and so that was Moses with God. But I want to show you how this Old Testament scripture really foreshadows for us what our alone time with Jesus should look like and how much more we have been given. 
What's the more we have been given? Let me show you. Let's go to Matthew 5, verses 1 and 2. Now, I can't tell if anybody is on. Sometimes Facebook will let me see if you're there. If you're there, say hello so I can make sure I, I, you can see me. So let me go to Matthew 5, verses 1 through 2. And this is what it said. One day as he saw the crowds gathering, Jesus went up, come on somebody, on the mountain and sat down. His disciples gathered around him and he began to teach them. So what does this, what then are we offering? Good morning. So our alone time with Jesus offers teaching to all of those who gather. In this scripture, it says that when Jesus went up, Jesus went up. He gathered his disciples and began to teach them. Moses went up to get the law or the word of God. Jesus, he is the word that became flesh, was on the mountain. Come on, follow me. Follow my parallel. Moses had to climb up to come get the law in the commandments. Jesus, who is the word that fulfills the law, is up already on the mountain. So he gathered the people to come to him. See, Moses went alone to be able to get the word. But Jesus, who is the word, is already on the mountain. And he is gathering anybody that's willing to come. And he says, I'm going to teach you. Come on. See, remember, remember what I said. God only allowed Moses in the Old Testament to come up. Here Jesus is calling his disciples. And any of us that decide to call Jesus Lord can be his disciple. So as we gather with Jesus, as he calls us to come up, we got to be willing to do whatever is necessary to come up. Why? Because he's going to teach us the kingdom principles. He's going to teach us how to be kingdom citizens. He's going to teach us how to move from a burning bush experience where we just see it from afar on the outside. Oh, we go to these wonderful conventions and conferences and we see the spirit alive. But God is saying, I just use that to draw you and bring a hunger because I don't want you to go from convention to convention. I don't want you to go from event to event just waiting for that to hype you up. He said, I want my spirit to be in you. You so that you can receive what I already have for you. So it's with you when you sit at your desk. It's with you when you walk back and forth. It's, sit, it's with you when you go to eat. It's with you when you get up. It's with you when you get down. Why? Because that is who and that is what happens when we have this alone time with Jesus. That's what happens when we have this alone time. Hallelujah. Let me move to this next scripture. Mark uh, 3 and 13 says, after Jesus went up on a mountain and called out the ones he wanted to go with him, and they came to him, and they came to him, and they came to him. See, the alone time with Jesus marks us ready to go with him as well as to go for him. We are unable to move into positions. We're unable to move into posts. We can't do our assignments without our willingness to go up to, the, to Jesus to hear what he is calling us out for. We got to go up before we go out. Let me say that again. We have to go up to have that meeting with him before we can go out. Me, Moses met the burning bush and got his assignment, but it didn't end there. He had to go up to further, to get further instructions on what that meant, what was required of him. Jesus said to us, come up from the encounter with me to be in the presence with me so you can get your assignment. Lord, that blessed me right there. Let me say that again. Jesus saying, come up from the initial encounter with him. Uh, yes, it's beautiful you encountered his presence. It's beautiful you encountered him at an event. It's beautiful that you encountered him like Moses encountered the burning bush. But that was on the outside of Moses. That encounter was on the outside of us. God is saying to us by way of Jesus Christ, yes, come up to me from the encounter. Come into my presence. When you come up to where the word is, when you come up and are willing to climb to where the word is, you get your assignments. You are going to also experience my presence, which then will release the glory over your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Luke 6, 17 and 19 says this. 
when they came down from the mountain. Okay, we've been talking about come up. Now when it says when they came down from the mountain, the disciples stood with Jesus at a large level area surrounded by many of his followers and by the crowd. There were people from all over Judea and from Jerusalem from as far north as the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and be healed of their diseases and those troubled by evil spirits were healed. Everyone tried to touch him because healing power went out from him and he healed everyone. See, what happens in this alone time with Jesus is uh, he helps us. But let me read this quote to you before I, before I move. Now one writes, our vocation as Christians is to follow Jesus on his downward part and to become witnesses to God's compassion in the concrete situations of our time and place. Our temptation is to let needs for success, visibility, and influence dominate our thoughts, our words, and our actions to such an extent that we are gripped in this destructive spiral of upward mobility and thus lose our vocation. What did he mean? See, the alone time with Jesus equips us to follow him downward. We might just say that downward. What's the downward? To come, come down from the place where we meditated, to come down from the place where we got instruction, to come down from the place where we got the word, to come down from the place where we were in his presence, to come down from our long time because we only went up to meet him and to get from him, but we need to come down to meet the needs of us. See, Moses, he had to go up to get God's instructions. But he didn't stay on the mountain because he had to come down to bring the tablets to the people. So from his alone time with God, he came down to instruct the people. Jesus offers us not only the ability to give the people the word when we come down from our alone time, but he empowers us to release healing. He empowers us to release deliverance. He empowers us to meet the needs just as he was meeting ours. Not because of us, but because we have the spirit within us that we now reflect the glory that has been released in us. It's not just on our face, it's in us. So we're radiating from the inside out. Moses' face, was in his, his was outward because it soon faded. But God, what he's doing in us, it shall not fade if we continue to come up. We got to continue to come up so that we can stay in his presence, so that we can continue to show his glory, so we can continue to be who he has called us to be. Second Corinthians 3 verse 7 through 11 says this, the old way with laws etched in stone led to death. Though it began with such glory that the people of Israel could not bear to look at Moses' face, for his face shone with the glory of God, even though the brightness was already fading away. Shouldn't we expect far greater glory under the new way? Now that the Holy Spirit is giving life, if the old way which brings condemnation was glorious, how much more glorious is this new way, which make us right with God? In fact, the first glory was not glorious at all compared to with the overwhelming glory of the new way. So if the old way which has been replaced was glorious, how much more glorious is the new way which remains forever? Hallelujah, hallelujah. What is the message? What is the message? Ah, what is the message? Moses' glory encounter faded like the glow upon his face because the Holy Spirit was not yet indwelling the hearts of men. And Moses only had the opportunity for this experience. Everybody didn't. But because of this new way, <clears throat> this, <clears throat> this more glorious way, we all have access to this indwelling spirit because we are filled and continually being filled with his glorious spirit who resembles him. Therefore, our alone time takes us away from this need to find things that will pump us up because we need a quick fix for our flesh. Instead, for when we go up to God, when we go up by way of the access through Jesus Christ, he offers us this kingdom relationship 
and this kingdom citizenship experience that daily refuels us. So what does that mean for our future? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My question is, what are you investing in your pursuit of the word? Let's think about that for a minute. What are we investing in our pursuit of the word? See, the word has to be foundational and not an afterthought. Because even in the scripture that I read with Moses, when he, when he, cracked it. Remember, he threw down the uh, the Ten Commandments and he had to go back and get it. What did the scripture say? The scripture said, I am going to engrave the same words all over again. God is saying my word, whether you break covenant with my word or not, does not change what my word is. You can break my word. You can break relationship with my word, but my word will stay the same. And God is saying, if you want to have that glory experience, if you want to be a glory carrier, then you and I must be willing to make our investment in the pursuit of the word something foundational and not something we just think about oh i didn't read the scripture so let me hurry up and read my scripture today so i can check off my mark and say i read it no it's got to be foundational we have to come up and receive what the word says in the new testament it said jesus went up and when he went up what did it say he taught him jesus is the word when we have relationship with jesus it teaches us how to be kingdom citizen it teaches us how to live for him it teaches us exactly what it it is we need to do what does this mean for our future the question then is what are you willing to get up give up to go up let me say that again what are you willing to give up to go up the climb up is going to require some spiritual stamina and a releasing of what weighs you down and keeps you from going up i instantly got the visual of somebody trying to go on a a, a back you know a, a backpacking um, in fact, I, I'm kind of funny. I, I saw the, what is that? The the uh, Parent Trap, the Parent Trap movie. I'm, and and in 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 some of the versions, when they were going on this climb up the mountain, and the the girlfriend of the, the the fiance, they kept putting all these rocks in her backpack, and it was making her heart, making it hard for her to climb up. She was getting tired. She had to keep stopping. God is saying, what rocks do you have in your case? What rocks, what heavy things are you carrying that's making it difficult for you to be able to climb up? He said, the only way you and I are going to be able to climb up, we're going to start unpacking the stuff that we're trying to carry up. We're trying to carry stuff. He said that we need to unpack. We need to unload. And every time we go up, he'll tell us what things we need to unload. He'll tell us what things that are too heavy for us. He'll tell us what things are keeping us from being able to ascend. And so we're going to need some spiritual stamina and we're going to to be able to release these weights that keep us from being able to go up. Uh, and then the question is, the question is, uh, are you willing to invest the time? See, what does this mean for our future? If you and I are going to be able to be all that God has called us to be, if we're going to be able to show up in the right spaces, we're going to have to be willing to invest time in our alone time with God. Uh, Moses spent 40 days in one of the scriptures getting the instruction. One of the means of for the number 40 is, is probation or trial. 
Moses had to be willing to pass the test, if you will, his probation period of waiting on God to do what he God wanted to do. And in the time he he wanted to do it. See, Moses couldn't say, uh, Lord, look, you know, I got some on, I got some on my agenda. Could you hurry up and engrave those um, Ten Commandments, those commandments on the tablet so I can hurry up and get back down? I got something to do. He had to wait on God. He had to wait for God to do what God wanted to do. And what I find interesting in that last scripture that I shared, when God, when Moses came up to get the instruction, before God began to give the law, God revealed who he is. See, we got to be willing to wait on the timing of God. Why? Because we are so busy just trying to get God to give us an answer or a thing. And God is saying, I'm trying to reveal who I am. I'm trying to tell you I, who I am. I'm trying to introduce you to the sides of me, the different parts of my attributes. I'm trying to introduce you to the different parts of my personality. He told him, I am Yahweh. He said, I am trying to introduce, he said, I am forgiven and I am long. So he's trying to show you who he is, but we cannot rush it. We got to wait on his time. Have you ever had a time when you went to pray or you were reading and you were waiting on the Lord to answer and you were sitting almost like you feel like you was twilling your thumbs because it was like, Lord, I prayed. Did you hear me? And sometimes we get up and say, okay, maybe he ain't going to answer. No, no, no. Maybe he was saying you didn't wait long enough. You didn't get your answer because you were trying to tell me when I needed to come. I'm going to come when I want to and you can't make me go no faster. I, I am God. I am the kingdom uh, owner. What did I say at the beginning when I gave you that? That quote from um, uh, uh, Miles Monroe, and that was, let me go back because I want, I want to read it again to you. See, he, we can't tell God who he's the king. We don't get to tell him what to do, how to do it, and how quick to do it. We have to wait on him. That quote was, you cannot see the kingdom of God, you must experience. And then he said, the king is the center of the kingdom. He is the heart of it. People have to obey the king. He is sovereign and you do not get to argue with him or vote him out of office. In other words, you and I have to wait on when the king wants to give his instruction to us. We can't force him to go faster. Uh, we can whine. We can have a fit. We can have a tantrum. That is not going to move God. You know what's going to move God? Our obedience and our faithfulness. So he says, are you willing to invest the time? He, he wants us to be wait, to be patient. 20, I mean, 40 also has two 20s in it. And 20 means complete or perfect waiting period. That's so funny. Uh, 20, again, means complete or perfect waiting period. So 40 is twice that. So signifying that in this waiting time, God is perfecting something and the waiting period results in something. What did it result for Moses? Well, it, he received the word. So it resulted in him receiving God's instruction. It also it, it, uh, resulted in him having the glow, if you will, the evidence that he had been in the face with, in, in, in the presence of the Lord. And so when we wait on God's time, we can go with the word engrafted on our heart. See, we don't have to no longer chisel it on a stone. Yes, we have it written in our in our paper Bibles and on our documents, but that still does no good until we allow it to be engrafted in our hearts. First for us, then for what God has called for us to do. He is saying the alone time with him is going to result in some evidence of some things. God is saying also, and I believe as I go to prayer, if you have a, a need for prayer, please put it in the comment. I also believe what God is saying is this. When you're willing to come away with me, when you're willing to allow me to work in you, there is an, a, a, something that you get when you come up but now I'm feeling you so that you can go in that downward motion coming down from the experience. Because that's last scripture said Mo, uh, Jesus came down. And when he came down and stood and, and you know what? Let me let me go back to something just jumped out for me. See, it said when he came down from the mountain. Where's the scripture? Let me get to it. It said when he came down from the mountain, they stood on a level area. And they were surrounded by many followers and by the crowds. Can I can I just tell you what the Lord just dropped in my spirit? When you and I are willing to come up to the word, because in the first scripture, it said Jesus went up 
to teach, but Jesus is the word became flesh. So Jesus then becomes the fulfillment of what Moses showed us. Moses went up to receive the word and he engrafted the word that God gave him to bring debt back down for the people. But Moses was the only one that could receive it. Jesus is the word, the fulfillment of the word, the fulfillment of the promise. He is the word made flesh. So the flesh, the word was alive. And so this living word was being taught to the people. God says that when we come up to him, he's not giving us a dead word. It's a live and living word. Come on, somebody. The living word is being taught to us. The living word is being enacted in our lives. The living word is being manifested for all those that are willing to come and gather. See, it's no longer just Moses because the new way through Jesus Christ opened it up for anyone that is a disciple of Christ can now come up. It's not just for your pastor. It's not just for your apostle. See, so many people be like, oh, I'm just waiting for the pastor to go study and then they're going to tell me what the word reads. No, 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 no. You go study and then when your pastor, whatever your pastor preach, go back that, that next week and study. Make sure your pastor had it right. Make sure that uh, you wasn't being taught something crazy. Plus, even if your pastor was right, go and see what God want to talk to you about it. Go dig a little deeper. Get your fork and your knife and go eat the word yourself. Go get a little bit more out of what God got for you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. So the Lord is saying when you when he comes up, the living word is what he is teaching unto us. He is teaching us the living word, the living word, the alive word. He said, but once you get that live word, huh? you've been up on the mountain. Uh, we don't know what kind of mountain this was. You know, again, they didn't have no, no car, no, uh, uh, no car. So they had to walk. This was a walk thing. Or even if they had animals, you still had to, uh, you had to go up to however it was to come up, whether it was a little distance or a big distance. God is saying, be willing to come up because sometimes he might let you come to a, a, a small amount. But what if he calling you much higher? You gotta, and you and I gotta be willing to come as high as he says, come so that we can get what he had. But this is what is so key to me in that scripture, Luke 16, 17 and 19. It says, when they came down from the mountain, they stood on a level area. Can I tell you something? This is what I just heard. If you want your foundation to be level, you got to come up first. Come on, somebody. What did I just say? If you want to be able to come down from the mountain and stand in a level ground, to have level footing. You and I must do what God has called us to do. We got to come up to him. So when we come down, we're standing on a level area. In other words, what I hear that by way of the spirit is we are able to all stand in the same place. All of the disciples were able to stand. One wasn't on a higher spot than the other one. They were all on level ground. God says, all of my children, they come up. When you come down, you all on the level ground. What's the level ground? The fact is you're on a level place of standing. You and I can stand level and sure-footed in our gifting. We can stand level and sure-footed in our calling. We can stand level and sure-footed in the ability to do what God has called us to do. Because what happens is it says, Jesus, they came to hear. Uh, so God is saying, when you come down, there are going to be those by way of Jesus living in you that are one, going to hear what Jesus has just taught to you. There are those that are going to want to know uh, that's going to need healing. There are those that are one, going to need to be uh, prayed for. There are going to be those that are hungry for the Jesus in you. Why? Because you've been up. Huh? And there's the evidence, the glory, the evidence is now on you that you have been in his presence. Huh? If there's no evidence that he, you have been in his presence, then it's time for us. Mm -hmm. It's time for us to go back up. See, so we need to make sure we're spending that time. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you today, Lord God, for reminding us that we need to come away with you so that we can have what you have called for us to have. No longer do we just need to wait on one person to come and receive from you. Each of us have been given the right to come and have access to you. Each of us have been given an open door, an open avenue through Jesus Christ to be able to receive from you. And Lord, for those that don't have and don't know Jesus, I pray today, right now, that whether it's now or even on the replay, if somebody watches this and they say, well, I don't have the access like that. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that there would be a soul that would say, I want to be, I want Jesus as my savior because I no longer just want to have the encounter. I don't want to just see what's going on out in the world and with others. I want it happening on the inside of me. And so Father, I thank you right now for any 
any of those that say, I need Jesus. Lord, I pray for them right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that they acknowledge that Jesus is Lord and Savior. They accept him as their, as their Savior. They accept that they are sinners. And if it had not been for the blood of Jesus Christ, they could not be saved. And I decree and declare, Lord, that even as they say and confess with their mouth uh, that they acknowledge Jesus as Lord, that they are saved today, sweetly saved. Uh, Lord, and I pray that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit who helps us to be able to even understand and to learn. It's by way of the Holy Spirit that we even know how to climb. It's why, by, by way of the Holy Spirit that we understand and are able to discern your teachings, your, your laws, your ways. So Father, I thank you today for those that have sought you and those that desire to have relationship with you. And Father, for us, those that belong to you, Father, I pray right now, Lord, that you would help us to continue to see what it is that you have for us, Lord. Help us to be willing to come up to you. Help us to be willing to come and seek you. Help us to be willing so that we are in pursuit of the word. Lord God, I thank you. If we become lax in our study, if we become... Um, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lack in, in, in our understanding, Father, then I pray that you would help us to rebuild our foundation, to shore up those places in our foundations that have some cracks. Father, help us to build so we can stand on a level ground after we have come from you so that the enemy can't shift us like we, uh, that he won't be we won't be tossed back and forth, but we'll be steady and firm in where and how we stand. Father, we don't want your word to be an afterthought. We want it to be the word that we live by. We want it to be the word that we walk by. And so, Father, help us to in this pursuit. Put a new hunger in our heart for your word. Put a new desire in our heart for your word so that we will seek after you like we've never done before. And so, God, we just thank you right now for doing that. And Father, we ask right now, Father, because you said if we lack wisdom on even how to understand the word, that we can ask you and you would give us liberally, overflowing, in abundance. We thank you that you are giving us the wisdom that we need to be able to understand the word so that we're not just reading words, but they are alive because it's a living word. Help us to read it, live it, digest it, meditate on it, and then help it to be something that comes forth from us in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I ask right now that you help us to be willing to give uh, give up some things so that we can go up. Father, whatever is standing in the way that's keeping us from rise, rising, Father, we ask that you would first reveal it to us, but then help us, Lord God, So because we can't even let go of without. We need your spirit. We need your help. So, Father, we know that the climb may not always be easy, but, Lord God, we have made up in our mind we're going to give some things up because we want to go up. Father, we're going up in you. We're going up. We're going higher. We're going to be able to climb up. And so, Father, we thank you for giving us the spiritual stamina to be able to do that. Help us for releasing whatever weighs us down. Lord, uh, rejection, bitterness, um, anger, lies, anything, Father, that has stood in the way of us being able to rise to the occasion and to come and sit at your feet and receive from you. Father, we ask right now in the name of Jesus that you would move it out of the way. And Father, we thank you. We're going to invest the time. I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. The Lord said part of investing time is also being patient. Ooh, let me sip some water on that one. See, we can become impatient. We can become impatient. We pray a thing and we want the Lord to answer it right away. And he says, sometimes he does. He said, but sometimes there's a waiting period and there's a reason for the waiting. Uh, God said the waiting isn't necessarily because you're not obedient. God said, sometimes the waiting is simply because I'm refining you. I'm restructuring you so that you're able to receive the answer that I actually have for you. See, sometimes we pray prayers and we have a limited understanding on how God wants to answer. I hear the Holy Spirit say, you could be asking for, 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 for A, but God says, I want to give you A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. He said, but you're not ready to carry all of that. You think you're ready to carry A. He said, but I got to build you so that you can carry the bigger thing that I'm going to give to you. So, Father, forgive us for being impatient. Mm -hmm. 
Forgive us for being impatient. Forgive us for whining and complaining. Forgive us for, for getting frustrated. Forgive us for allowing the enemy to speak to us when we've had to wait on a thing because it didn't come exactly the time that we wanted to. Uh, forgive us when we when we allowed our, our, our faith and our hope to start to, to die down. Forgive us that because we were looking at what was happening and we weren't waiting or trusting and being patient on what you were going to do. But Father, I thank you even as we look back we can see those places where we've asked for a thing and we got even greater than what we asked for. And so, Father, forgive us that we didn't wait. And so, Father, we are now coming and saying, give us the strength and the stamina to be able to wait. Give us the strength to be able to invest the time. Lord, we're going to invest the time in growing up. Oh, come on, somebody. God said we need to invest our time in, uh, in our own maturity. He said we need to invest our time in our ability to grow up. He said because what happens is what does a what does a child do when they when they want some? They have a tantrum and they screaming and fell in their hands and 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 you know if you got a little baby, they you can't reason with no little baby. You try to tell the baby, "Okay, I know you want your milk now, but you're going to have to wait." That baby you speaking you speaking a foreign language to them. It's I want the milk now. You give it to me now. I'm not waiting. God says in this time, he said I need you to be willing to invest, invest in your own maturity, invest in your own time. What does that mean then? So like a baby who can't control itself, God said, I've called you away off of milk. I've called you to meat. So when you are now at a place where you can eat meat, that means you need to be stop acting like a baby on a bottle. Oh my God, my God. He said, we got to stop acting like babies on a bottle who can't have no control. He said, you're an adult. You're all meat. And I mean, not an adult. You don't, even, you don't even have to be adult in age. He said, but I'm calling you to a maturity level where you can eat meat. That means you are able to control your own desires. You're able to come to me and bring me your, those things and say, Lord, I need help in this area. I'm going to, I need help with controlling my, my attitude. I need help in not, not, you know, breaking my neck down. I need help in not giving you a piece of my mind. I need help in not being able to, to tell them what I want to tell them. I need help in not snapping. I need help in not cursing them out. I need help in not hit them in the jaw. Cause see, as a little kid, I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to slap you because I want what I want. No, you are no longer a little child. God says you got to invest. I got to invest. We got to be willing to invest in our own maturity. Oh, that was good, Lord. That was good. That was good. That was good. Father, I thank you. Forgive us for the times when we gave ourselves excuses. Mm -hmm. That's what I hear. Okay, I say it. Holy Ghost said, no more excuses in this season. If I've given you instruction, you follow my instruction. Even one of the scriptures that earlier, when he told Moses, he said, follow my commandment. Do what I tell you to do. When you don't do what God tells you to do, what happens? We find ourselves in trouble. And then we want to fall out and say, Lord, Lord, help me, help me. Why have thou forsaken? He said, I ain't forsake you. You just didn't follow my instruction. Hello, somebody. God said, this is the time you must follow the instruction. What has he told you you should be doing uh, in this time? We're at we're in October. We're almost in October. We got October, November, December. We got three months left in this year. I promise you I'm saying it and I feel this within my spirit. If God has given you instruction and told you to do something this year and you have not done it, it is not too late. Do it. Even if it's not finished in this year, start it. It's something about what you start this year, what you continue to be obedient and executing in the coming year. God said those things will result in some of the seed that you receive. Let me also say this as I kind of wind down. This is something the Lord showed me. He showed me, he said, if let's say you did good deeds and were obedient to the Lord and you did stuff five or six years ago, right? And you're, re you're receiving the blessings of that now, right? What the Lord said is some of my children don't understand this seeding. I give you fruit and fruit have seeds in it, right? If you eat up all your fruit 
Eat up all your seeds. You have no seed to invest. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about the obedience. Jesus is the seed. What It's almost like we're eating up all of the good deeds that Jesus has done for us, and we're not replanting them. We're not planting. So guess what? You're planting. If God has told you to do something, plant that seed in this year. And because it will be the fruit that you receive in later years. It will be the fruit of next year. It'll be the fruit for two years. So God says, why I'm telling you to do a thing now is because it becomes what you're going to eat off of. If you plant nothing, you're going to be starving because you won't have nothing. Do that make sense? Thank you, Holy Ghost. So sometimes, and he says, so what happens is some people are fooled and deceived into feel like, oh, I don't got to do nothing else because see, God is blessing me. And the deception is, Yes, you are receiving the seed or the fruit rather from seeds you did before or things that you did before because God is going to be faithful. He's going to bless you because you were obedient. But if you don't continue in that way, you don't continue that line of planting and reaping, planting and reaping. Because if you don't plant nothing, you don't reap nothing. And so the reverse is if you don't plant godly seeds, you're planting something else because it ain't but two types of seed. So even in your negligence, you have in fact allowed weeds to be planted in that place. Oh my God. You hear what I'm saying? God says, when you neglect to do what I've told you to do, even if you don't think you're planting the wrong kind of seeds, he said, an untended to garden, eventually seeds of, of weeds are planted. Have you seen it? You've seen people's yards. If you ever see weeds grow, if you don't tend to them, them weeds, them things grow tall and they almost look like tree trunks. And if you dig them out, you just can't go pull them. You got to go dig them out. You got to go and excavate those things out. So this is what I hear. That's why God said, do what I'm telling you uh, and, and get into this a long time. If you don't know what the instruction is, if you forgot what the instruction is, he said, come and come on up, come on up. Come on up, come on up, come on, come on, come on. He said, come up and I will tell you. I will remind you. Pull, bring your journal, bring your book, bring your Bible. Write the instructions so that you'll be able to run with the vision and not forget it. You'll be able to carry what he's told you to carry. Oh my God, my God. And I just hear the Lord saying, for you, Jacqueline, not only is he going to give you instructions for your life, but he's going to even begin to show you even the ways on how and what things to plant into your child, the things that 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 will help him as he grows and, and to be able to walk in the fullness of the anointing and the calling that God has for him even now. See, we don't always think about it. We just be like, okay, we got kids. We just be trying to get them fed, diapered, and all of that. But God says, I want you to come higher even in the expectation, even in how you parent. He said, come up higher and say, uh, ask me, this is the gift that you gave to me. Uh, like un, like the, the woman, Hannah, uh, when, when she wanted uh, uh, Samuel, she, she begged the Lord for that child. And when God said, okay, she said, but Lord, I'm going to give him back unto you. It's like the Lord says, you give him back unto him and ask for the instruction. And what she did every year is she made him a new coat. What was the new coat? It was a covering to, 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 that was sufficient for who he was at the time. God is saying for you, Jacqueline, that as you pray over your child, you will, your, your prayers will change because they will be covering. So like you are giving him a code every year, your covering will change. Why? Because he's growing, not just naturally, but by way of the spirit. And God said, that is the point and the place that he trusted you with this child. He trusted you to follow these instructions. He's trusting you that you will make sure that this is a covered one. Uh, even as a young child, he is a covered one. That blessed me right there. He is a covered one. He is a covered one. He is a covered one. He will, you are a coat maker. Make him a coat in the spirit. Huh? Make him a coat of covering. Make him a coat. Uh, make him a coat. Cover him in the spirit. Ah, thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And I just hear the Lord say, covering even for your entire family. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. 
Oh, God is good. God is good. Father, we just give you praise in the name of Jesus. We say thank you in Jesus name. Amen and amen. So this was a good lesson. I, I pray that I made it as clear as I possibly could. Um, just this whole series, the alone time, it just really blessed me. I think I need to just go back and listen all to them to myself because God has actually had me in this alone time. And he's reminded me of some things that I had forgotten about. He's reminded me of some instructions that I got to pick back up. And so God wants to do that in our alone time with him and alone time with Jesus, because not only is he giving us word for ourselves, but he is, re it's like he's refining He's even putting a greater um, a pour of his anointing in us. Uh, don't be surprised when you come from your long time that people don't say, oh, your face looks radiant. Ah, you know why it's radiant? Because the Holy Ghost on the inside of you is coming out. Ah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I hope it blesses you because this really blessed me. This really blessed me. So, again, this starting Sunday, we are... Um, it's it's a uh, women's month so uh, i invite you out to come join us i will be preaching kicking it off the, our month theme is push it's time to give birth uh i can't share guy gave a little twist to mad you know he just i just love the lord so if you are free join us um our services at 9 30 or if you can't be there live because you're not in the city you can also join us on our church page um so god bless you know what we say we're gonna continue to pray until the mountains are moved so i will see you again next next week which is a new month and we'll have a new series we're gonna see i'm gonna go see what i gotta get i gotta go up so i can see what the lord want me to bring back down and talk about. So you guys have a great rest of the day. Bye-bye.